Vinny Rossi, welcome back to the Darko Audio Podcast. Hey, John. It's a pleasure to be back on the, the Darko experience. So, well, this podcast was kind of instigated more by you than me, wasn't it? Because I made a video where you think I conflated power and gain. And you were like, no, 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 no. I want to talk to you about the differences between power and gain. So here we are. So first of all, did you want to explain to us what gain is, Finny? Yeah. So I think the video we were talking about was the bar talk um, video. I'm trying to remember. Yes, yes. Yeah, it was the bar talk review video. Yes. I think what it was was um, you were mentioning how I think it was the bar talk versus the Hugo or Dave. Dave. About one one unit. I think it was the bar talk didn't need to be turned. The volume knob didn't need to be turned um, as much up to get it loud. It gave the perception of uh, having more a powerful output. And I guess that's going to tie into this talk because we don't know if that's power, more power or more gain. And that's what I'll, I'll talk about. Okay. Okay. So let me just dig in then. Right. All right. So voltage gain, when we talk about gain, we're, we're mostly talking about voltage gain. That's, um, that's, that's what it's commonly referred to. It's when, you know, simply put, it's a ratio of the mm -hmm. output voltage to the input voltage. So your source puts in a signal. Let's say you give it a one volt in and let's say you got a 20 volt out. You'd have a gain of 20. Right. Gotcha. Now, that's not the same as 20 dB because sometimes you'll see gain represented in, in decibels. Yes. Um, when we just say it's a gain of 20 without the decibel, that's unitless, meaning it's just a multiplication. You're, but you could take 20, uh, convert it to dB, and I think that's something like 26 dB. If, um, you basically take – it's a log function. Right, log because if you're doing a multiplier of gain, it's linear – but if you're talking in decibels, it's it's a logarithmic scale, yeah, isn't it? Just a different way to represent yeah. uh this the, you know the same idea. It's just showing it on a different curve. But mm. okay, so here here um we could have let's let's think of it this way. Let, let me just come up with an example. All right, so let's say you have two amplifiers. We'll 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 call them um speaker power amplifiers. Mm -hmm. Let's say amplifier X had a power of 30 watts per channel. Mm -hmm. And then let's say we had amp y that had 300 watts per channel so mm -hmm. obviously amp x is less powerful than amp y but um if amp x had higher gain voltage gain mm. initially you could find that at a certain volume setting amp x is louder it's and it sounds mm. like it's more powerful because you're getting more volume right because it's got the higher gain. Because it has the higher gain. But mm -hmm. what happens is at some point as you increase the lower power amp, amp X, more and more, you're going to reach clipping, which is the distortion which happens when you run out of power. That you know, Either the output stage isn't designed to output more power, the voltage rails aren't strong enough. It just wasn't meant to be a more powerful amp. You're going to clip it. Okay, does that mean you've reached the, your maximum gain with the amplifier or no? No, you reached your maximum power. Right. Because the gain is a constant. So no matter right. what, what the... You could just have a phono stage, which has next to no power. It's it's a voltage gain stage to 
boosts the signal of a, of a cartridge. Mm-hmm. Those could have a gain of a hundred or a thousand, but they're certainly not powerful and you certainly couldn't drive a loudspeaker with them. Right. Uh, so when you reach this clipping level, basically you've turned the volume knob on your pre and there isn't enough power in the tank to execute the gain required. Exactly. You reach, you're reaching your rails, your cutoff, either with the output right. stage or the, the power supply. But the 30-watt amplifier example, Amp X, you know, could sound louder initially if you're doing a side-by-side comparison. Yeah. But at some point, if you keep pushing it and pushing it, it'll clip. And mm-hmm. why could keep going, even though, mm. uh, meaning as you give it more and more input signal, you're going to get even more and more output before it distorts because it's 300 watts, not 30. It's 10 times the power. Right. Right. So, um, so Amp X could very well sound louder at a given setting on its volume knob, let's say 10 mm-hmm. o'clock. Mm-hmm. But, um, you know, you Amp Y is the more powerful amp. So we can't just base saying we, we can't just say something is more powerful because it gets louder mm-hmm. uh, at a certain position on the volume compared to another amp. And like you said, it could have a preamp feeding it or this could be an integrated amp or this could even be when we're comparing headphone amps like the example from the video. It's um, now why does Amp X have sound louder? It's because it was set up with more voltage gain. So initially it could sound louder or in terms of the volume control itself that's used in two different amplifiers, you could have two different type of volume controls where uh, a volume control is really just an attenuator. Mm. So you could have logarithmic attenuation or a linear attenuation curve. So a log attenuator would attenuate less earlier on that knob rotation, meaning it's going to sound louder. Right. So that could be another factor. Even if the two units had the exact same voltage gain, because their attenuation curve is different, one could get louder sooner. Mm -hmm. But that is in no way an indication of output power. Gotcha. Right. Okay. And this is something that uh, I've had over the years, many customers get confused because Mm -hmm. they say, hey, Vinny, I got your amp in and your amp was, you know, X amount of watts, and this one was twice the power. But yours sounds more powerful because, like, earlier on, you know, I, I could get to ten o'clock on my volume, and it's it's got so much more power. It's like, well, maybe my preamp stage has more gain than the one you had, or vice versa. The one you had seemed to get louder sooner, but that's we're not talking power at that point. Right. So, but at that volume level where that customer says he thinks it's louder and therefore more powerful, he does. He's basically you can't know whether it's the gain or the power in play, can you? You don't know. You'll know if you're clipping because if you right. are trying to get to a certain volume level on your on your headphones or speakers because you just want to get to a certain level to fill your room with sound and you're clipping, you're in the peaks in the music, you know, it's it's crunching, it's sounding distorted. Mm-hmm. You know you reached your limits of power. Right, yes. You know, you just can't, you're not going to get any more out of it. Another amp, even though you might have to turn the volume up more, if it's the overall SPL level that you're listening to is louder before it clips, then you have more power. Mm-hmm. So even though you, even though you have to turn the volume further round, yeah, the clock, this right? is um, it brings me back to that old Spinal Tap scene from that um, 
Do you remember that um, that mockumentary, This is Spinal Tap from the 80s? Absolutely, I do. All course. right, this is the part with the goes to 11 where uh, Nigel Tufnell, <laughs> he was mm -hmm. like all proud demonstrating that his guitar um, amp control knobs all went to 0 to 11 instead of 10 because mm -hmm. 0 to 10 was more common. He said, well, going to 11 gives him you know more power because 11 is one louder than 10. So what do you do when you get to 10 and you can't go anymore. I take it to 11. It gives us that extra, you know, and then the guy that he was you know, interviewing him said, well, couldn't you just make your amp that goes from zero to 11, make 11, the new 10. And that would be the loudest. And then he just looks at him blankly and is like, but this one goes to 11. So it's like in his mind, because <laughs> the number 11 was one higher, he thought he had more power. You know, it's because right. of that position. It's, it all goes back to that, that psychology, you know, and, and that's not power. Um, and I think even it was rumored that Eddie Van Halen had an amp that actually did go to 11 as well. And other musicians, huh. at the time. they kind of made a joke of it. And it was, you know, it, it was a good, it was a great scene. If, if no one has seen it, just Google spinal tap goes to 11 and you could see the, you know, right. the two minute little clip. It's, it's hilarious. Huh. <laughs> um, so that's, that's voltage gain. So power, mm. It, just to quickly explain power, simply put, uh, I could say power is output voltage times output current. When you multiply, right? So this is like high high school science for me. Yeah, exactly. Like well, voltage I, times current is power, right? Right. So, assuming an amplifier is designed to have enough power, and you're mm. driving a loudspeaker at a given output voltage, then that speaker is going to draw a current from the amplifier to the speaker uh, based right. on the impedance of the speaker. And when yes. you multiply the voltage that you're giving to the speaker at that instant times the current it's drawing, that's the power draw. Gotcha. So as you play music, um, the power draw, the power that the speaker is consuming is going to vary greatly based on your volume level, the song being played and the, the frequency content of that music and even mm -hmm. the impedance of the speaker over its frequency response, because at all different frequencies, it could be drawing a different current. Mm -hmm. um, that's called impedance. Uh, and it also, right. has, you know, other properties like capacitance, capacitance and inductance. But yeah, uh, simply put, I'm, I'm trying to keep this sure. uh, simple. So that's when that's, that's the actual power. So um, I, I was as a, as a kid, like really into electronics early on. And I remember, um, my father would work on his car and I remember he had this battery under the hood that started the car. It was a 12 volt battery. And I was always baffled because I'm like, why do you need this big battery to start a car? It needs 12 volts. Couldn't we just use a bunch of double A's, you know, eight of them, mm -hmm. eight times 1.5. Yeah. 12. So 12 volts. Why wouldn't that start the car? And I never could understand why. And it, the reason is, is because small AA batteries can't output enough current. So this starter motor that has to crank over this engine and, you know, which is a really hard task to do because of the compression of the, the pistons. I mean, it's not easy to crank over a car engine. It needs a lot of current in the starter mm -hmm. motor. So if you try to use a power supply that was too small, like AA batteries, once you attach the starter to it, 
you're not going to get anywhere near 12 volts. You're going to get close to zero. It's going to act like a short circuit to this battery that's not strong enough. Mm -hmm. But if you had a high current battery that has, you know, a lot more output amperage, then it could maintain its voltage to 12 volts, even under such a brutal load that's drawing hundreds of amps, let's say, in the case of a starter motor. Mm -hmm. Because the, the 12 volt car battery has bigger balls. I mean, it has lower output impedance, it could offer much more current before its voltage collapses to nothing. It's kind of like that with a power amp for um, audio. If you are trying to draw more than it could give you, it's going to collapse on itself. It's it's not going to be able to deliver anymore. Is this a bit like the hi-fi systems that, and I'm on about sort of like consumer grade hi-fi systems that I experienced a lot during the 80s, where if you turned them up beyond halfway, they would start to distort and they'd be horrible and they would just obviously reach, I've been assuming they're reaching their power limit in that particular situation. So is this is this why many of us sort of feel kind of in, instinctively uncomfortable turning the volume control beyond halfway? That could have something to do with it. And I think what was happening was with those, they were intentionally, this is this is my, my conspiracy theory, but they probably uh -oh. were intentionally jacking up the gain so that when you were comparing two AV receivers in a store, hmm. you'd be like, wow, this one, I have to turn it only to eight or nine o'clock and look how much more strong it sounds. I'm hearing more volume. I'm, I'm getting more, more out of my speaker. So this must be a more powerful design. But the consequence of doing so is that unless you have a very powerful amp, which those weren't, as you got to 12 o'clock, one o'clock, they would, would clip. They absolutely hmm. would. Okay. There's another reason why you might want more gain. If you had a source feeding your amp, like a low output phono stage. Yeah. You'd also don't want to be in that position where you have the volume on your amp, your preamp or your integrated, let's say maxed out. Mm. You're not distorting. You're not clipping, but you're not, you want to go louder. Right. That could right. just be your source components voltage is too low or other way of looking at it is you need more gain, not more power possibly, but more gain. Okay. So how do you add, add more gain to a circuit? So that's done many different ways, but commonly in, in the amplifier output stage, you know, it's, it's actually, it's the, the preamp stage of the circuit. You change your feedback a level to, um, get more gain that you have to look at us. I'd have to show you a, a basic like preamplifier circuit and what, how gain is derived in that. But it's nothing to do with power though, is it? You don't have to like somehow put more power into that circuit to do it. Do you? Correct. It's, it's all in the voltage gain, not power, just like a phono stage. Again, you're, you're taking a, a very small voltage from a cartridge. You're boosting mm. it by 60 DB. 60 dB is a, is a gain, a multiplier of 1000. So it's a huge amount of gain compared to mm -hmm. which you would need for, for speakers. But in the case of such a tiny signal, you need that. Now, keep in mind, a phono stage is giving very little power at all. It's giving voltage gain. Mm -hmm. So again, gain and power are, are not even close to being the same. It's just a voltage boost. You could boost the voltage to thousands of volts. For instance, when you... Um, drag your feet on a carpet, it's dry out, you touch the doorknob, you get that big arc, mm -hmm. you touch the doorknob or touch something metal. So that voltage is tens of thousands of volts. 
but you don't die from it because the minute that discharge happens, I mean, that voltage collapses so quickly because there's no current behind it. There's, there's, so it's, right. it's not power versus if that was um, a high voltage uh, wire, powered wire on, on the pole, you're gone. I mean, instantly pretty much because that could output so many amps as well through your body. Uh-huh. And it's the current that that will take you out, so because it'll right. stop your heart and all that. So, um, just because you have this high voltage doesn't mean you have high power. It was was my point I was trying to make. Yeah. So having static electricity sparks thousands of volts. There's no power behind it. So power really comes from current. You need the current with that voltage. Without right. the current, you don't have the power. So power is the product of current and voltage, but it's not connected to gain in the circuit right when we're talking about voltage gain which is commonly we are now you yeah. can also talk about current gain and that's what the power output stage does let's right. say you have an output stage that follows your voltage gain now you have these higher power transistors that are on the output stage of an amplifier mm. their job is not to give you more voltage gain their job is to give you current gain so they typically the voltage that goes into them is the exact voltage that comes out if it's a gain of one Mm-hmm. zero db gain of one that's unity there the voltage gain it was already established in the preamp stage or you know the stages before your final stage that drives a speaker the whole job of that is to just provide the current now with higher power devices that could you know handle higher heat that um can handle higher current flow through them to give you power oh i see so basically you have say voltage gain in the pre-stage and then you have current gain in the output stage that, that drives the loudspeaker. Right. Right. And then that that current multiplied by the voltage is defines the power of the device. Right. Now you're making power because let's say I had a, um, a source component like, I don't know, a CD player. Mm-hmm. You're taking the RCA outputs. That gives you two volts typically. Yep. That doesn't mean you could get two volts out of it if you tie it directly to your loudspeaker. Because mm-hmm. what happens in 8 ohm to something that doesn't have current gain, 8 ohms looks like a short circuit. So once you apply, once you attach the 8 ohms or the 4 ohm speaker, it's essentially shorting out the output and the voltage drops to nothing because there's no current. And if you don't mm-hmm. have current, your voltage will, will drop. I mean, it's just because its output impedance is too high. And as you try to flow current through high output impedance, you get a voltage drop across it, you lose it. Okay. All right. But when you add a current output stage, like a power amp, mm. I mean, you still want a volume control in the preamp or the integrated amps preamp stage, you know, but just mm-hmm. control so you could actually get the, the music level the way you want. But at that output stage, that final output stage, it's the power output stage, it's commonly referred to, or the current output stage, the stage that puts current behind that voltage that's what gives you the power to drive the fairly low impedance that we call a four or eight ohm load of a conventional loudspeaker so what's going on then because you hear uh, you hear on the wind or the jungle drums tell me that um some people can drive a very high efficiency loudspeaker from the balanced outputs of say a chord dave so direct from the DAC pre, mm-hmm. straight into the speaker. What's going on there? Okay, so if the core Dave's output stage has enough current to drive it, uh, 
let's say an eight ohm headphone. I don't think they're mm. very common, but some some in ear monitors actually do have quite low dips. Yeah, they go pretty low. Yeah, yeah. Some will go down to four. I, I you know, it's, so they design their output stage to offer that. Now, the thing is with a headphone amp, typically you're not going to get anywhere, even if it has the current output. They don't give you as much output voltage as a home audio power amp because um if you have higher output voltage and current then you obviously need a bigger enclosure because you're handling you're outputting a lot more power and it's not going to be portable mm -hmm. uh, but yeah in the case of a speaker that's very sensitive it might get to like a horn speaker might get you yes 100 decibels per one watt input at eight ohms right and if that Dave could output one watt at eight ohms, then in theory, you know, two speakers, one, you know, you have two channels, each giving you about a hundred decibels max. That's quite loud. Mm. So you don't necessarily at that point need a power amp. If you find that this headphone amp that is designed for that kind of output power can handle it. Yeah. Okay. I understand. So that that's, but that's more of an outlier case, but I'm just trying to, you know, give example, tease out examples. Yeah. yeah, not all all headphone amps will give you a solid output into eight ohms or four mm -hmm. ohms. It's it's kind of rare because most headphones don't go that low. Um, and a lot of them, you know, they might have too much output impedance in the headphone amp design, you know, short circuit protection and all that. And it wasn't designed to really drive that much current at a high enough voltage where you'd be satisfied to say, Hey, I'm getting, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm getting enough volume that I want. Mm. But in the case of a Dave, um, if it, it can drive that much and you know, you're feeding a two volt output of a Dave when you crank it up and it could drive an eight ohm speaker and it's a, really a sensitive speaker. It probably can, it probably can drive um, a speaker directly then. Right, but that still comes back to how much current it's deliver, um, how much current it is outputting, multiplied by the voltage, which gives you the power that it exactly. needs. Right, it needs like a yep. one watt. Right, okay, that makes sense. Right, I'm trying to keep it at a very you know basic level, just but talking about the concept. I mean, we'd have to actually look at some circuit schematics to actually drill down and say, okay, this is where you're developing your voltage gain. This is how you're doing it. But there's so many circuits that could do that. They're not all the same. So the takeaway is just because you have your volume knob set to some position compared to another product you're comparing that needs to be turned up more or less, that alone is not an indication of power. It could be if the gains were the same and everything was, uh, all else was equal, but mm. it's just not as simple as the volume knob position is my power. It's not. Right. Vinny Rossi, thank you very much. All right, John. Thank you.